Hey there everyone, I'm Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice and in today's episode we're going to be talking about the Eldrin. Eldrin are basically elves with their fey magic turned all the way up to 11. They're emotional, powerful, in tune with nature, and represent everything that was once wild and primal within elven kind. While technically a sub-race for elves, the Eldrin are unique and diverse enough on their own to deserve a bit of the spotlight, and that's exactly what today's episode is for. In earlier editions, Eldrin was a sort of ancient or formal term for what we now call High Elves, in addition to the Fey Eldrin we now simply call Eldrin. This is all a tad confusing, but just know that the term Eldrin used to be used for a bunch of different things, but now it just refers to Elves of the Feywild. We also have two different sets of stats for Eldrin in 5e. The first version is now called Variant Eldrin, and the final and official version of their stats is just called Eldrin. You can technically still play the old version, but honestly, it's not worth it. Unless you're building something that needs intelligence, simply use Eldrin and forget about the variant build. The Eldrin live within the Feywild and are technically the oldest and most enduring elven society in the multiverse. There, they've taken elven architecture and culture to creative heights, melding nature and structure through the Feywild's innate chaotic power. Most of the original Eldrin have since lost humanoid form and have been elevated into powerful Fey. Strangely, the Eldrin we know today are those that have shown restraint. Eldrin have merged with Feywild magic, and much like the Feywild, their existence is dictated by their emotions. Eldrin are passionate, prone to wild mood swings, and generally go where their hearts take them. The Eldrin value and respect personal freedom, love music and art, and often feel compelled to surround themselves with beauty. I can relate to that. At a surface level, Eldrin look quite a bit like other elves, though even more slender and their eyes tend to sparkle or shine, which betrays their innate Feywild magic. It's the link between their emotions and their appearance that really sets them apart from other elves. There are broadly four states for an Eldrin to be in, each one linked to a particular feeling in one of the four seasons. Some Eldrin will spend their entire lives with a single season or state, while some will go back and forth between them as often as they change clothes. Eldrin in the spring state tend to have green skin and hair. Their presence and aura is filled with new life to such an extent that young flowers and plant shoots may sprout from their bodies. Which sounds horrible to me. This state is linked to joyful and playful emotions, celebrations, and cheerfulness. Eldrin in this state are often energetic, exuberant, optimistic, and prone to mischief while acting naive and careless to potential dangers. Eldrin in the summer state tend to have bright golden hair and skin. Their presence and aura is intimidating and almost radiates heat. This state is linked to passionate and wrathful emotions, confrontations, and even anger. Eldrin in this state are often enraged, motivated, vindictive, and ready to act against any threat. Eldrin in the autumn state tend to have red or orange hair and skin, their features mimicking freshly fallen autumn leaves. This state is linked to peaceful and calming emotions, self-reflection, and measured resolutions. Eldrin in this state are level-headed, well-meaning, open-minded, and slow to act without careful thought. Purely from a visual perspective, I would say that the winter Eldrin are my favorite. Eldrin in the winter state tend to have pale blue or white hair and skin, their features mimicking the rime and frost of the coldest depths of the year. This state is linked to sad and melancholy emotions, bitterness, and quiet contemplation. Eldrin in this state are gloomy, sorrowful, regretful, and are prone to lashing out, holding grudges, and crying frozen tears, even. Like I said, visually this is just really cool. 
Eldrin have the same names as other elves. The example of elven names within the player's handbook will serve your Eldrin characters just as well as any other elven character. Starting with your ability score increase, your dexterity score increases by 2, which is useful to every class unless you're somehow using an alternate AC. It's particularly useful for martial classes that are going for speed, precision, or range over brute strength, such as rogues and monks or many builds of rangers or fighters. As for age, although elves reach physical maturity at about the same age as humans, the elven understanding of adulthood goes beyond physical growth to encompass worldly experience. An elf typically claims adulthood and an adult name around the age of 100 and can live to be 750 years old. 750 is a venerable lifespan and can easily let you live through a good chunk of your setting's history. Play around with just how ancient you want to be and maybe discuss this with your DM in order to really bring the character to life. When it comes to alignment, elves love freedom, variety, and self-expression, so they lean strongly towards the gentler aspects of chaos, I would say. They value and protect others' freedom as well as their own, and they are more often good than not. The drow are an exception. Their exile in the Underdark has made them vicious and quite dangerous. Drow in their current version are, more often than not, pretty evil. Elves have a ton of wiggle room, though, so feel free to take whatever angle you think best fits your character. As for their size, they range anywhere from under 5 feet to over 6 feet tall, with a bit more of a slender build than a human, and their size is medium. As for their speed, their base walking speed is 30 feet, unless you go with a wood elf. And they have dark vision, which, you know, seems a little bit passe at this point, but it's pretty much always useful in every campaign that I have ever run. Sort of related to that is keen senses, meaning that you have proficiency in the perception skill. Perception is the king of skills, and nabbing it for free may seem basic, but it's definitely appreciated. If you haven't played D&D much before, you will soon see what I mean. Bringing your fey ancestry into play, you have an advantage on saving throws against being charmed, and magic can't put you to sleep. Both conditions are somewhat fringe, but you'll be extremely thankful for this ability if they ever come up. Just make sure to remind your DM when they start hitting the party with sleep or charm effects, because they might be pretty disappointed. And then we have Trance, which is one of my personal favorite abilities. Elves don't need to sleep. Instead, they meditate deeply, remaining semi-conscious for four hours a day, the common word for such meditation being trance. While meditating, you can dream after a fashion. Such dreams are actually mental exercises that have become reflexive through years of practice. After resting in this way, you gain the same benefit that a human does from eight hours of sleep. You can stay awake longer and only require half the sleep as everyone else does for long rests, which is fantastic. The second half gets a bit weird because 5e doesn't have a clear-cut rule in terms of the semi-consciousness. Currently, most DMs will use your passive perception rather than let you make perception checks while you're in a trance. Just make sure your DM is pretty clear about how they're going to handle that if the situation ever comes up. And as for languages, you can speak, read, and write in common and elvish, which is probably one of the best combinations to have if you only have two choices. There are a lot of areas in Toril that speak Elvish, and depending on your locale, Elvish can be just very useful to have in your pocket. Now let's get into your specific racial traits, starting with your ability score increase, which is a plus one to your charisma. With Face Step, one of the more interesting abilities available to an Eldrin, as a bonus action, you can magically teleport up to 30 feet away to an unoccupied space that you can see. Once you use this trait, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. When you reach third level, your Face Step gains an additional effect based on your season. If the effect requires a saving throw, the DC equals 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your charisma modifier. 
Starting with Autumn, immediately after you use your face step, up to two creatures of your choice that you can see within 10 feet of you must succeed in a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by you for one minute, or until you or your companions deal any damage to them. As for Winter, when you use your face step, one creature of your choice that you can see within five feet of you before you teleport must succeed in a wisdom saving throw or be frightened until the end of your next turn. As for Spring, when you use your face step, you can touch one willing creature within five feet of you. That creature then teleports instead of you, appearing in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you. And that just sounds kind of fun from a sort of prankster perspective. And then as for Summer, immediately after you use your face step, each creature of your choice that you can see within 5 feet of you takes fire damage equal to your charisma modifier, minimum of 1 damage. This is probably the most aggressive form of the ability. This is probably the biggest tip I can offer for anyone that's playing in Eldrin, but just remember that you can change to any season you want after a long rest. They hid this rule within the Eldrin description, and I've seen players who stick to a single season because they think that's what they have to do, and this is not the case. I highly encourage you to experiment with each one of these variations on the ability. Something like the Autumn variant might not seem like the most useful one per se, but it also might have the most combat viability. And as I probably have given away, I really enjoy the Spring variant for multiple trickster-related reasons. Playing in Eladrin comes with some truly hardline fantasy elements that make gameplay and roleplaying an absolute blast. Their complete tie to the seasons make it easy to establish a framework for your character, while the elf side also leaves enough freedom to customize them to your exact liking. Truly one of the most approachable and, in my opinion, replayable races in the game. Thank you guys so much for watching, I really appreciate it. Be sure to like this video and to subscribe to Skull Splitter Dice because we put out new content like this every week. And if you're creating an Eldrin character that you're proud of, I would love to read about it down in the comments. Thanks again for watching. My name's Patrick Ferguson, and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.